This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. How many people love Jesus here? Yeah? And you are never tired of calling that name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, those who don't like the fact that people are talking about Jesus should get ready to hear more about Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's read something tonight. We started on Wednesday, right? On Sunday. Talking about rooted and talking about uh, deep calling onto the deep, and that we should not be shallow. I just want to read uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and uh, I'm wondering whether I start from there or go to Genesis uh, 49. But Ephesians 4, let's start from around verse 7. I'll read together before we take our seats. Ephesians 4. But to every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Verse 8. Wherefore I say, when they ascended up on night, led captivity captive and gave gift unto men. Now he that now that he ascended, what is it? But he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended. All far above all levels, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers some verse 13 oh, sorry verse 12 for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry now somebody said that according to original Hebrew Greek says for the perfecting of the saints so that saints can do the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of stature and the fullness of Christ, of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14. And this is very important. 13, sorry. Till, no, 14, uh, uh, 14 yeah. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie way to the sea. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up. So if I ask you, how do we grow? What is the answer? So with the truth spoken in love, truth spoken in love causes growth. The Bible says we grow up unto him in all things, even which is the head, even Christ. That means we become like him as we assimilate truth spoken in love. We grow. And the reason for growth is that 
God doesn't want us to be children. And one of the characteristics of a child is that a child is tossed to and fro. So when you are not stable, you are a child. God bless you, can have your seat. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Is that clear enough? Praise the Lord. Mm. <laughs> Remember the last part we read on Sunday. That first Corinthians chapter 15, the last verse. You can project it again. So the Bible says, don't be children tossed to and fro. Because when you are like that, you cannot develop roots. And if you cannot develop roots, you will not be green. You will not have fruits. Hallelujah. One of the days we will talk about how roots are developed. And there are about four things we need to know about roots. Number one, roots are developed in the dark. Even when they want to plow this plant that they put so that they don't insert it to the soil immediately, like flowers, they wrap them with black nylon or something. Have you seen that before? Because roots must grow in the dark. Roots must grow in isolation. And then it takes time for root to grow. And the depth of the root will actually affect the height of the fruit, of the tree. But that's not where we are going today. So the Bible says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. We talk about on Sunday. Always abounding, not sometimes. Always. So one of the signs of spiritual maturity is stability. And there are things, especially when God begins to develop your roots. It might look like for a long time nothing is happening. That's why the Bible is saying that you must learn to be stable. Some might need to give thanks to God for a long time. And there will appear to be no manifestation of what you are praying for. You see, there are about four important things that you must know about the word of God. Like I said about fruits or about roots. So in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. Second, I want to call your attention to something. This is why... If you are going to become a very mighty instrument in God's hand, mighty Christian, you must approach the word of God from these perspectives, about four of them. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable, number one, for doctrine. Many people know doctrine. But in the present day, church, most people don't know doctrine. What are the doctrines of the Bible? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, let's just hint on that a little, even though I'm not going to that. Look at Hebrews chapter 6. The Bible says in Hebrews 6, 1, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, 1. Of faith towards God, 2, verse 2. Of the doctrine of baptism, 3. Of laying of hands, 4. 
of resurrection of the dead, five of eternal judgment, six. These are some of the doctrines of the Bible. Baptism, repentance, uh, laying of hands, they are part of the doctrines. So the Bible says at any point that the word of God is coming to you, it is communicating either doctrine. Go back to that, uh, um, that uh, first Timothy 3.16. So second Timothy 3.16. So the word of God is communicating part time. Doctrine. Or the second one is reproof. The word for that reproof is actually conviction. Reproof. So the word of God is either showing you doctrine or reproving you. Giving you sound conviction. Number three. For correction. So there must be times where the word coming is not you are blessed or you are lifted. It is to correct. Because if you are not being corrected, you are not growing. So there are perspectives that you have now that the word of God must change. There are traditions that you uphold right now that the word of God must take away from you. There are mentalities that you have that the word of God must tear down. There are things you love that the word of God will take away. There are things you don't like doing that the word of God will empower you to start doing. Can I hear a loud amen? So if the word of God does not, as a matter of fact, when you say a balanced message, like balanced diets, so you have rice, you have vegetable, they add plantain, and they put meat. Well, they said most Nigerians don't eat balanced diets. Because <laughs> most Nigerians are not really balanced. <laughs> you know. <laughs> are, are you with me? People are a lot of things are bothering people, so <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> are you are you with me? <laughs> so we just eat whatever we like. Many of you have don't even travel regularly. Why you stay in hotel? And they say the, if it's a good hotel, a good one. Because <laughs> over there also there are some. And they say they are giving you full English breakfast. You will almost ask that, sorry, what is my sin? Because they are going to combine several. How many of you understand what I'm saying? How many of you have eaten? Some restaurants here also, they talk about full, some hotels in Nigeria, talking about full English breakfast. Only a few of them actually give full English breakfast. So how many people have eaten full English breakfast here before? Can I see your hand? Oh. <laughs> maybe breakfast, not full. <laughs> or maybe English, but not full. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So in some of the hotels, because when they serve many, it will shock you things they will put together. English people like to eat. They like to eat. There is American breakfast, but I think the major traditional one is the English, full English breakfast. And they say it as if when you finish eating, your life will never remain the same. You want full English breakfast? You know? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and I like that most Nigerians don't like their food anyway, but we pretend. <laughs> sometimes they give you food inside the plane. Now, you know, sometimes they serve cold food and you wonder. So the way is Amala. <laughs> Let me not debate too much. I pray for Africa every now and then. I pray that one day 
our restaurants, they will make it to most of the places you go to. Like if you go to Dubai Mall, up there, many of you have been there before, they have a restaurant up there. Different, there's no nation I've gone to that the option of Chinese is not available, even at the airport, like Itro. At, uh, uh, yeah, some of these airports, they have a lot of restaurants inside. And the only one you don't get to see is African restaurant. So you see Mexican, you see Chinese. The last time I was in Westfield, that's maybe about the largest shopping mall in London. And second floor there, truly, some, that may have been to Westfield before, uh, some of you. They have eateries and all, all of them there. So I asked Ogan, this is the last time I was there. Because I went to Jera, I said, Ogan is a bit drama. So he came to see me. So I'm like, why is it that we don't have African? Number one, you need to be skillful to make our food. And you know that to operate at that level, a kind of industrialization must set in. For instance, my, me and Ogan bought food at the Chinese restaurant there. Come and see crowd. And they will tell you, once they take your order, they give a plastic. Because it's an open arena where everybody will sit. When your food is ready, it will start beeping. So wherever you are in the oil, you can quickly go down. Okay, they are calling me. And the time is well calculated. It will take everybody. So if you do Amala, for instance, you have to find a way that machine will mix it. Otherwise, the day a staff is tired, it will affect the timing. And then it will be watery one day. It will be blacker than the other day, another day. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you go to Madina, it's the same all over the world. The same recipe, the same food. So the question Africans haven't answered. When do we get our food to the point that any time it is made, it is the same quantity and quality and the same time? So imagine all of us in the church now, we troop out to order for vegetable. You know, in all those restaurants, they have kitchen at the back where they are cooking. There's no assurance that every batch of vegetable that will come out will take, taste exactly the same thing. And that when they serve it, it will be the same quantity. And then that the time to serve will be the same. <laughs> If that does not happen to our food, it will not sell in all those top places. Because it's about time, quality, and quantity in that place. That's the truth. So that's the challenge for those of you who are caterers. When do you get there? Uh, you will see Indian restaurant, you see Chinese, you see Mexican, you see Italian. Those ones are almost standing in every airport. You see Italian, Chinese, Italian. but you don't see Africa, you don't see Nigeria. If you want to buy Nigerian food, you have to go to some corners. <laughs> Bookers. Hallelujah. <laughs> Maybe I just challenge somebody. <laughs> because you need to practice it. So when you're asking God to promote you, you are a food vendor, Lord, do something about it. will not bypass this principle. Because if you don't tackle this, you can't function there. Hallelujah. Even some of the popular eateries in Nigeria, we complain about their food not being consistent. Yes. Sometimes they get right. Sometimes it looks as if it's left over yesterday that they just warm. And then that they are... 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? What did, what did what, what got me to this? Hallelujah. Then the last one, instruction on in righteousness or unto righteousness. The word of God must instruct. And by the time you are really fellowshipping with God's word, these dimensions will start coming out. At times, either you are listening to a message or you are studying the Bible on your own, it's teaching you doctrines. At other times, so what led to you, I was talking about balanced diet. It's like the real, when you want to say a word is balanced, a balanced message should give you all these four things. So this is like the rice, the plantain, the vegetable, and the meats. So a part of the message, by the time you are leaving the service, you should have understood something more about doctrine. Your conviction should have been deeper. Something about you should have been corrected. And then you should have received instruction. If this is not regularly happening to you as a Christian, you can be in church for a long time, but you are not growing. The word of God must affect our communication. It must affect our way of life, wherever we live. Are you getting what I'm saying? That sound correction is highly needed among Christians. There is something you might have always believed about marriage. Can the word of God correct it? Another word for this correction is reset. Reprogramming. The fearful is no more fearful. The weak is now strong. The one who causes can no more cause. Appetite for wrong things disappearing. Because the word is doing something to you. Why? The word places you like a mirror. It's trying to remove everything that is not Christ-like. And then the word is bringing out of you. Because remember, your spirit is already created a perfect spirit by resurrection. So it's like the word is washing you with all the dirty things covering the spirit. Mentalities, ideologies, they must go until when they look at you, you are in the very image of Christ. Shining like him, talking like him, acting like him, thinking like him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to show you something and then I will stop here. Remember, I started by saying that stability is one of the signs of spiritual maturity. The blessing that Jacob gave to Joseph, Genesis 49, let's start from verse 22. I want to read something to you there. This is why your roots must be very deep. As Jacob wanted to die, he called all his, all his children together. And by the spirits, he began to tell them what will happen to all of them in the days to come. He said something to Reuben, the firstborn. He said, you shall not excel. That was a terrible word. When he got to Joseph, you know, he got to Simeon and Levi and he said, of course be their anger. But thank God, not them. He just said their anger. He said, for in their anger, they killed the man. 
They were the two guys that went to avenge Dina when she was raped and killed an entire city, all the men in the city. And I've always said that they were probably the two who decided to sell Joseph. <laughs> it was... <laughs> because for some, some reasons, Simon and Levi, for some reasons, the Bible decided to let us know. If you study the Bible, you have to know how to do deductions and calculations. When they took Joseph, here comes the dream and let us kill him. Must have come from either Levi or Simeon or the two of them. That was why when J Joseph was in Egypt and he was discovered, it was Simeon he locked up. <laughs> and told the rest to go home and come back. Because the Bible gives us a little, uh, you can peep into what happened that day, just a bit of it. The Bible says that when they said they were going to kill him, Reuben said that no. Let's throw him inside the ditch. What do we gain killing our brother? And the Bible says Reuben said that because he was planning to rescue him from their hands. That automatically tells you that that call did not come from Reuben. Are you getting what I'm saying? And Judah said the same thing. Judah was the one that said when the Midianites were coming, why are we killing him? Let's just sell him. He was a businessman. <laughs> Why do we are not getting anything if we kill this guy? <laughs> if Judah were to be here, he would be a kidnapper. <laughs> Catching and selling people. He said, let's just, let's just sell the guy. I remember, this is the order. Reuben first, Simon second, Levi third, Judah fourth. In those days, seniority was taken seriously. So, the sixth born will not speak over the fourth, second, third, and fourth. And then secondly, those four guys were born by Leah, the real wife. Zebulon and some of those guys were born by the maid of Leah. Why Rachel gave birth to only Joseph and Benjamin. So there were sons of the two, two uh, 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 what's the name of their father? No, as in the father of the Laban. So the two daughters of Laban, they were just two daughters. But when they were getting married, the father gave them maids. <laughs> and Jacob was, <laughs> what a blessed man. <laughs> he didn't stop at the two wives. He also blessed the <laughs> maid. He took full advantage of the father. Well, since you are here to serve God serve them. You can serve as well by the ones they can't give back to. You'll give back to them. So the two mates that came with those two ladies also got pregnant for Jacob. So the children of the maid couldn't have spoken over the children of the two women. So that will leave us with two guys that the Bible didn't tell us what they said. So they must have been one that said let's kill this guy. So no wonder the father said cause be their hunger. But when he got to Joseph, he said, Joseph is a fruitful bull. A fruitful bull by the well, whose branches leap over the wall. Not even a wall could stop him. Then he said that the archers have hated him. They have shot at him. 
but his bow remains strong. Why? His branch was in the well. Planted in water. So no matter what the archers did, he never walked against him. Because he was rooted. He was rooted. So being rooted is important. Because storms will come. Ranging waves. But how deep is your roots? And how unmovable are you? What many don't know, all these prayer meetings here and there, all these services here and there, they are causing your root to grow deeper. Except I'm not around in Lagos. As long as I'm around, I join them for prayers on Saturday morning. And any other time that we are praying as a group, and at times I would have done vigil on my own. Your roots. I told you on Sunday, I listen to messages every day. This is the only way to be solid, steadfast, unmovable. If we ask people to come and pray, interestingly, statistically across the globe, believers who are already praying are still the ones who will come. Those who need it most are never there. This is why so many are weak. And they are tossed to and fro. Tossed to and fro. Like that. Are you with me? When I was in the university, the fellowship where I ended up becoming the pastor was the only fellowship I attended all my years in school. I was asking on Sunday why some people have not found settlements. It is because of some of these things. They just move and move and move. And when you are like that, nothing more. You believe this today, believe that tomorrow. Today you are happy, tomorrow you are sad. And uh, I believe God for this. I don't know why it's not coming. And then you hear a very powerful message. And then you rejoice at what God has done. Oh, because the message has really challenged you. Then after a while, you go down again. You are the one delaying the manifestation of the answer. If you continue to waver like that. For how long? Are you getting what I'm saying? Why some people listen to a word? They are very, do you know, all over the world. Believers, though they believe in tithe, but that's part of so they know the doctrine part, but they reprove all over in all churches. If you check 12 calendar months, those who are consistent from January to December, if you put the whole body of Christ, I don't think they are up to 40 percent in the body of Christ who are consistent. How many truths do we know that we don't practice? Now, some other people don't believe in time, but that's what I'm just saying. Those who believe, that, why do they believe and they don't practice? Some they do when it is coming, they do when it's not coming. When you live like that, you cannot be build a solid root if you oscillate. Then you go, like pendulum. You go, then you come, then you go. Then today you are very happy, your faith is up. Tomorrow your faith is down. 
Sometimes you listen to the voice of God, your faith is activated. Other times you are listening to the voice of enemies saying things to you. Do you know it is very possible for 10 years for you not to be depressed once, not to be down once? It does not mean there won't be solid challenges those years, but you are movable. That there is no day you, can't, you won't sing to God with joy. There's no day that they meet you and you are, your eyes are down, you're, you are looking down, you are sad. Because you have found something. There is a waterbed down there that your root has gone into. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Very long roots. Plants that survive in deserts are very, very, very because even in desert, down, 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 down there somewhere, there will be water. Because God created the whole lot on water. It was from the water that God said that let dry land appear. Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The word and they that dwell there. And he, said he, he had founded it on water. Are you with me? So somewhere, 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 there is water down, 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 somewhere. This is what I've just brought to you tonight. Developing, being so consistent. Hallelujah. You know, for years we watch Pastor Obed sing, God is a miracle worker. God is a glorious God. He used to be backup singer for Dr. Panam, Pastor Obed. He said, Pastor, I was one that sang that song. I remember how the old body of Christ jubilated when his wife put to bed. I don't know after how many, maybe 16 or 17 years. I don't know how many. Thank God that, that this, those years of waiting never stopped him from bringing songs that will bless the body of Christ. And on the day of that child name, that was the song the old body of Christ was playing. Everybody knew his story for years and years and years. Imagine saying that I can't even go for a concert again. There's something I'm trusting God for. He has not done. I'm not happy. If you don't live by faith, Satan will actually cheat you a lot. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Do you know there are things that they only happen when you start thinking about them? As you choose to just forget about them, then they happen. Sometimes the principle is like until you insert some things with the soil and cover it and you don't see them again. If you put a seed in your hand and you are looking at it, it will never grow. There are growths that God wants to bring to your life. What is the delay that you are looking at it? Every day you keep looking back. You look at it. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's amazing. Because the Bible already says to you that the kingdom of God is as if man should plant the seed and go to sleep. He knoweth not how. When you are bothered about knowing how, you are delaying the manifestation. I was listening to Pastor Chris Raculeman one day. He had these growths here by the side of his leg. He said it just shocked him. The thing just came out like that. A growth. I stayed there. He said we we'll just see every morning by the sword in my mouth I caught. Even though he's a healing minister, he didn't go immediately. 
that does not mean the fact that you have healing anointing does not mean that your own issue will be solved immediately. For every child of God, some things will go only with time. Spiritual maturity cannot be attained to overnight. It takes time. Till Jesus comes, there will not be a child born that will move from a 3 to a 13. The number of days for egg to hatch, except they use technology. In God, is the same number of days. Because God is not rushing. God will not say that, ah, I need a lot of children to help me combat Satan in this last day. So all the children born this year, <laughs> after three years, they will be 15 years old. I need prayer warriors. So let them grow very fast. And God will say, grow. From three to 13. <laughs> so you look at your daughter today, is three. And then you go to bed. Tomorrow morning, she's 13. Even you, you run away. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? The creator has made it so. Stop looking at the sea. Stop looking at some things. So he said that the growth was there. And one day, he had forgotten about it. He was having his bath and something fell. And he saw it. So he picked it up and put it in line on. And he saw the thing. And it felt like something caught, chiseled out also. When he was saying that I caught you off, he said it for probably weeks or months. He did not look as if anything was happening. But you know he's a man of faith. He just knew that there are no empty words in my mouth. And the day wasn't thinking about it, the thing. I've seen people talk about the fact that they canceled when they weren't thinking about it. I think I was watching Andrew Womack and one of the people that got it of cancer, the advanced state. The man mentioned, the fact it was at home one day, he had forgotten. Jerry Savio told us his story when he became paralyzed. And I think he said it in Windows also when he came with Kenneth Copeland. He just came to the room that day, so later half of his body could move. And he thought about some old cars. He used to buy very old cars that he kept. He don't like seeing them. And he said, one day he tell the girl staying with him that the, the keys are there, bring it. And he just the hand just stretched for the first time. And then that was how he became old. I think that process of going to sleep is what God needs a lot of Christians to do. If he does not put you to sleep, your eve will not come. If Adam was looking, excuse me, sir, ah, she's still fear. I want her dark. Lord, a little. One inch more. <laughs> Lord, let her cheeks come out. Ah, it's too much. Reduce. You know, be giving God command. <laughs> Lord, okay. Stop. <laughs> a little shorter. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> what about the size of the neck? Lord, okay, like beauty. <laughs> Don't let me start. I was about to say something about beauty pageant. <laughs> well, let's go to the water. <laughs> Is someone blessed tonight? <laughs> let's rise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory. We worship you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Remember, why no heat will affect you? Why no storm will move you? It's because your seed is in water.
deep down there. How rooted are you? Many times, there's nothing. But I love to join them praying. Wherever they are praying, I just know that the more, because many people are looking at now, you are not looking at things that God will have you do in the future. Remember, you don't develop capacity while facing the war. It must have been developed before then. Yes. I love to attend Bible study. I love to attend prayer meeting. I love to listen when somebody is sharing. It's adding to your roots. It's adding to your roots. Oh, glory to God. When we are praying in the morning, in the evening, go to tribes meeting. Join them in prayer. It might just be for 15, 20 minutes. Then you are adding to what is going on in your life spiritually. You are making every deposit. This is how we live. You know, I've ministered to some people here who had to go and throw away champs. They were carrying it around. Even they were bringing it to church. There are things understood by Satan that Christians don't understand. Glory to God. Just making sure more and more, more and more, more and more. And it's not about only to attend meeting to pray about your needs, but most importantly to grow, to grow. Some of the issues you are calling problem. When you go a little more, you can handle them better. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Jesus will bless your name. We give you praise. Almost every service or every week, there should be one or two things that the Lord is correcting you of. There must be something the Lord is correcting you of, taking out of your life. That's how your spirit can be unlimited. That's how you can become. Because anytime the Lord looks at you, there are things covering the glory that is inside. And one by one, he must be deleting them. Yeah. Sometimes how you talk. Sometimes your relationship with people. And one by one, he starts taking them off. Lord Jesus will bless you. And lift up your hands and just thank you. All glory, all adoration, all blessing to your name. We give you praise. We worship you. We honor you, Father. Blessed be your name. Thank you for your word. Thank you for helping us to grow from inside. Blessed be your name. We give you praise. We worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the glory in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I pray for peace in our nation. I pray that case of people being shot dead will come to an end. I pray that people be able to go out peacefully in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Put your hands together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. 
You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just the after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.